Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Prize Picks has no sharks optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy-to-use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good friend, J.C. 
Sherbert of the Big Spur of Inside the Gamecocks joins the show. JC, what's going on, my friend? Great to see you yet again. Yeah, just uh, getting back in the swing of things here in Studio North after a planes, trains, and automobiles type of uh, situation uh, of my quick trip to Columbia this week. But uh, good to be back. Uh, next week and the next, I think you'll be uh, talking to me from Studio South, uh, but uh, back in Studio North for now. And glad we can finally get up, Chris, because, man, I, I was wondering. It's been a while, you know, <laughs> uh, with all the issues. But I apologize for that. I'm glad to be with you today. No, I mean, I, I appreciate you and glad to see you. And Studio North, Studio South, I love that. Where we catch you, though, man, it's always a pleasure to chat with you. So, JC, let's start with this on the NIL note because I've been asked about this a lot, and I would rather you, as the expert, answer this. I think maybe the number one question that I get in regards to collectives and of course this is still kind of a new thing for us all right especially fans who have a million things going on but they also want to contribute and they're you know they want to know more about the collective side of things explain to people the differences the similarities between Carolina Rise Garnet Trust Park Avenue how it all ties in and how all three of those entities are working together to present the best possible NIL opportunities for student-athletes at South Carolina? Because I feel like there could be or there may be, or I know that people ask me, they have some confusion about the way the three actually work together for those NIL opportunities. And again, to put the Gamecocks in the best possible position in that space. Sure. And I think the common mistake people make when they're kind of evaluating it uh, is that there, there's some sort of competition. Uh, and to me, uh, from our standpoint, there isn't. Um, we both try to do the best job we can. Um, and so that's A, you know, I, I don't think I'm out there sucking dollars away, competing for dollars with them and vice versa. In fact, you know, we sort of have different strategies on how to how to go to buy, about it and all that good stuff. Um, I can at least speak for my own strategy. Uh, I, I, from what I see on the surface, it's fundamentally different. That's A. B, we're not competing for, like, players. You see what I'm saying? Like, we're not, you know, offering a kid a ten thousand dollar NIL deal. Then they come and say, "No, we want to pay you eleven uh, or whatever." It, it's all going to the players uh, in a manner that makes sense, and you do have to have communication for that. You know, you can't just because you know you never know what's going to happen. I mean, I, I've we've never once doubled up on a guy that we go, "Oh man, <laughs> probably shouldn't have done that." You know, so so that's the deal too. Whether you whether you're a member of one or a member of the other, and I call it membership because it's uh, it's not a donation; it, it's a membership. It's not tax deductible uh, in most instances. Um, at least with us, it's not. If you're an individual, if you're a business, it certainly is because we're we're kind of a membership club slash promotions company slash collective. That's what we do. We promote your business for you, uh, and you and you you pay in, and then we pay players with that for promotional opportunities, and then. We have a membership club, which individuals give small dollar amounts, and we want to grow those um, <clears throat> numbers to the moon, as you say, uh, here on the Spurs Up show. So that's that's kind of what we do. Um, you know, we I'll, I'll say right now we have we're focused on the uh, slow growth crowdsourcing aspect of it, and every penny we've got right now that we make, we pump it back into the program um, because we feel like that's a, a sustainable model. Um, I, I will tell you right now, they have more money and guarded trust. 
Uh, I don't know if we may have more members like individuals, but uh, they have more money and they do a really good job of facilitating that money uh, out to players and, and things like that, especially when it comes to football. Um, I, uh, I understand some of the tweets and things like that have gotten people fired up. I, I, I can't speak for that. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't, I don't necessarily have a comment on it other than, you know, I think that, I, I think that the football program and, and the culture of the football program speaks for itself. And uh, in a lot of ways, maybe uh, not just a collective or whatever, uh, they, they don't really need help reinforcing that. And every situation is different. And I, I don't think the term culture is applicable to every single time the Gamecocks may not get a recruit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's my opinion. I'm not, I'm not jumping on them. And, and saying what they said was totally wrong or, or whatever. I just uh, – th- that's not my intent here. But from my standpoint, though, you know, I, I, I'll – you know, you, you're probably not going to hear me talk about that if a kid decides to go elsewhere. Um, and that's, that's just, you know – but I'll say this, too. I've said some things on Twitter I completely regret. <laughs> and, and so I've been there, and I don't want to – you know, I, I'm not piling on. I understand why people kind of raised an eyebrow to it. Uh, as far as the official thing goes, uh, they, they did strike a paid deal with Learfield to become the official collective of the university of South Carolina. They'll have some signage, uh, at at the games and things like that, which I think is important to get the word out. Um, uh, that does not mean the university wants to shut us down (laughs) and, and doesn't want people to join Carolina rise. I, I think we've got a good program for people. And I think that, uh, especially for individuals and small businesses, uh, you know, this is a way to be part of something special, no matter what your budget is. And I think it will grow into something that is sustainable and special. Uh, We do fund Park Avenue. Uh, That is a new thing for us. Uh, That is a pretty big expense. Uh, But they do get student athletes at South Carolina tremendous deals. You see this thing with Juice Wells. You see the Nick Harbor thing that's happening with him. Some of Spencer Rattler's stuff. I mean, that's all Park Avenue, and, and that's big time because, you know, they don't charge the players a, uh, a commission. In other words, if you go out and get a $100,000 deal and you're a player at Carolina, you keep that. Whereas other schools, if you have an agent, whatever, there's probably a 30% fee. Uh, and Park Avenue, they're, they're, the, they're the best of the best. They have connections to brands that no collective in the South Carolina markets can be able to touch. I can't call up Chipotle and say, hey, <laughs> Why don't you give this guy a deal? I, I don't have that kind of sizzle, but they do. And they have a laundry list of, of professional clients. I mean, it's just like Jerry Maguire. I mean, that's basically what it is. You got you got Jerry Maguire working for you uh, if you are a South Carolina student athlete because of Park Avenue. And so that's part of it, too. So when you're a member with us, it funds Park Avenue. It funds baseball in a lot of ways. It funds a lot of stuff for football behind the scenes. It funds some men's basketball and hopefully some other sports here pretty soon. Uh, And, you know, it's a volunteer organization. We don't have professional infrastructure and all that. I'm primarily the guy that does it. And people may say, well, you know, you're not qualified. Well, I'll I'll put it this way. Maybe maybe I am uh, to you guys, just a website owner, but uh, I was on the tail end of a a sale of a $100 million company and, and helped get the value there at the end. And I was on the ground floor of another one that sold for $75 million. So 
I must have a brain on my head on my shoulders, right? <laughs> so I, I must, I must, I must be pretty smart and be, be pretty competent at things. That's not to mention the bigspur.com and the market leading website I've built there. So I think I know a little bit about memberships uh, and selling memberships on the on, online, which is what it is, Chris, and uh, and all that. If somebody wants to to question that, but I like our volunteer approach. I don't, you know, I have a job uh, with the Big Spur, a side owner there, and make good money. And uh, this is just a way to give back to, to make sure that South Carolina's players get taken care of uh, with whatever little we can do. Um, as far as what people should do, where should you give your money? Where should you join? You should join wherever you're comfortable joining. You should join Garnet Trust if you want. You should join us if you want. You should hold, withhold your money if you want. Uh, it's your money. And uh, I totally respect that. Uh, what I'd do is probably join both. If I were just kind of out there, uh, in uh, Gamecock land and wanted to help, I just kind of split the difference because uh, where we both have kind of the same goal, we do take care of different needs uh, within the whole scope of Carolina athletics. You're not giving money to Garnet Trust and it's going to the same place that it will if it goes to Carolina Rise. And, and that's that's another part of it I really want to emphasize is we do different things. We kind of have different business models uh, and stuff like that. So you know, you're helping really two different types of entities uh, when it comes to the NIL thing in Carolina. And, you know, it's 10 bucks a month or so, you know, I mean, we, we even take one-time membership fees of, of $10. If you don't want to get, just give $10, you can do it uh, and all that. So we, uh, and we love people like that because that means they're giving what they, or, or that's that's what they can afford and that's what they want to contribute. So long, yeah, long story short, we are, our goal is to continue to build a broad, massive, Gamecock-filled, talking thousands of members uh, that's a sustainable NIL entity, no matter what law changes, no matter what rules change, no matter what. Um, that's our goal is to build something like a rock-solid foundation uh, for this athletic program that's been so good to me over the years. Uh, it's time for me to get back, and I, I don't have a problem spearheading it. So I hope that answers the questions. I know that's a, that's a long way around to that final sentence, but that's uh, that's that's kind of what the deal is there. No, yeah, JC, and we needed that. You know, again, I, I get tons of questions every single day, and like I said, let's go straight to the source and, and get the expert analysis on it or breakdown, if you will. Let me ask you this. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Biggest difference in collectives versus, like, say, the Gamecock Club at South Carolina, Iptay at Clemson. I'm imagining the biggest difference is that, like, Gamecock Club, that money, that that booster money is going directly to the university, not to the players. Is that an accurate representation or accurate depiction of it? That's very important. And, and I want to say this, too. I've never encouraged people not to give to the Gamecock Club, and I never will. I don't think it's an either-or. Uh, I don't think you need to pull away money from the Gamecock Club to participate in a collective and, and kind of do what your part or whatever. Uh, but no, no money. And, and that's the thing. That's a big, big miss. That's 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 a uh, misconception. Number two about all this is why doesn't the athletic department do something? Why doesn't the Gamecock Club do something? Why can't I just give the Gamecock Club and tack it on? It's because they can't. It's against uh, the law <laughs> and it's against the uh, the policies of the NCAA uh, and Texas A&M was going to do that. And they announced it and had a big to do. And Ross Bjork, their AD got up there and really swashbuckled himself and was like, we're just going to do it no matter what. Cause t- Texas state law says we can. Well, yesterday they dissolved that. They said, well, we can't because <laughs> we're, the NCAA. Yeah. Yeah. You could do it. And, and they could, they will, they can't put you on probation. But they're a private organization, and if they want to not invite you to their championships, they can do that too. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, yeah, they can say, "Hey, you know, we, we don't want you at the championships if you're not going to play by our rules." So, mm-hmm. so that happened there. I, I hope one day it is kind of all mixed in, you know, and and all that. But right now, Garnet Trust, Park Avenue, Carolina Rise, they are all uh, separate entities that collectively. Uh, fund the NIL operation in South Carolina. So that's that's basically what it is. You can't – if you want the NIL situation to be better in South Carolina, it's not coming from the Gamecock Club. It's not coming from the administration. It's not coming from anywhere. But these these entities that, uh, you know, are, are good for fans to get involved with because, hey, for the first time ever as a fan, you have a direct financial impact uh, on your roster, you know, as far as players go because – Big NIL deals attract recruits. They do. Uh, I'm not saying you now, – now, let me let me be clear. You don't go offer it to them, you know, but they look at – everybody knows the numbers and everybody knows kind of what you – what the possibilities are. And you want those possibilities to be as, as good as possible. And so, uh, whereas you can go give and, and, and build a building or <clears throat> help uh, get a brick out in front of the stadium with your name on it, get parking, get tickets, whatever – uh, help help build fund scholarships, all that good stuff. That's great, uh, but that's all very ancillary to to what impacts winning the most, which is players. And, and you know, this helps players. It keeps players. It gets players in. Uh, it's dramatically important right now. With unfortunately, where we're at in college sports, I, mm-hmm. philosophically, you asked me, I wish it all go away. But hey, it didn't. So what now? What? To quote Will Muschamp, that's uh, <laughs> it's reality now, baby. You just got to keep going. You know, I mean, you can't, you cannot sit there and go, oh, I don't believe in it. Well, 
I'm sorry. It, that's just how it is. That's just how the, the, it's, it's nobody's fault. You know, it, it's just how it is. And uh, it's a need. So that's my little pitch there is that, uh, yeah, it, it philosophically, I wish it was not that way. I wish there was some other way co- to compensate players or, or if it was NIL in its truest, truest form, you know, but it's not. And so Carolina's got to do what's best for the Gamecocks, just like everybody else. JC, let's talk a little bit of recruiting because I felt like this went under the radar because of some of the madness that took place last weekend. But South Carolina did pick up a commitment for the class of 2026. Quarterback Landon Duckworth, six foot three, 190 pounds out of the state of Alabama. He chose the Gamecocks overhead. Has an impressive offer list. Arkansas, Florida, Mississippi State, Nebraska, TCU, A&M. Uh, you know, talk a little bit about Duckworth. Obviously, it's it's so far out and, you know, who knows? I mean, it's it's a long time till you know, pen meets paper, if you will. But your thoughts on the commitment and just what it means for the Gamecocks, too. You know, he, he, he went as far as to say that South Carolina told me I was their number one priority at the quarterback position in the class. Overall thoughts on the commitment as a whole. The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste, and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate the game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. I mean, he's a. He, I'm not a huge fan of taking guys this early, but I do think Deshaun Watson committed as a rising junior, did he not? Or a rising, wait a minute, this kid's a rising sophomore. Mm-hmm. Class Deshaun, Deshaun committed pretty early to Clemson. Uh, is this kid Deshaun Watson? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's way too early for me to tell. I do know he's 6'3", 190. I do know he can throw the ball. I do know he looks more like a senior out there playing than a sophomore. Um, I'd be a little concerned. He's from the state of Alabama because – uh, if he blows up and he's like the best player in that state, I mean, I'm just saying historically Alabama kids stay in Alabama <laughs> yeah. and you, and you do have Hugh Freeze sitting there at Auburn. Now it's not like the Harson years. So I, I would be a little concerned about that. Is he good? Yes. Is, is our Dowell Loggins and Shane Beamer right in saying number one guy in that class? Absolutely. Uh, he's a stud, uh stud player. And, um, it's good they got a commitment from him this early. We'll see if it sticks. I hope that it does. Uh, and he is a guy, you know, you, you kind of bring him in. And, and I don't know who the 2025 quarterback will be. Kind of hoping it's Deuce Knight out of Mississippi because he's a really good player, and I like that name, Deuce Knight. But, uh, you know, you, you've got Reno in 2024. If you, if you get Knight or whoever, 25, and then this kid in 26, that, that continues to stack good quarterbacks, man. And that's uh, – 
that's one thing that, that's kind of been crazy. You know, I don't know that on paper, Chris, Steve Spurrier recruited that well at quarterback on paper at South Carolina. You know, there weren't a lot of highly rated guys coming in here to play for the head ball coach. Um, you know, Will Muschamp did recruit a lot of highly rated quarterbacks. Uh, a lot of them didn't pan out, right? Well, Beamer has taken that to the next level. And so all of a sudden, South Carolina is quarterback rich. <laughs> and uh, it's amazing that that's happened through the years, but uh, it is what it is. But uh, I do think it's a good pickup. Do, do I attach a ton of significance to it at this early date other than symbolically it's really good and he's a good player? No. But, uh, hey, you know, you end up holding on to him and he ends up being really good. It's definitely worth taking it this early. JC, let's get to fall camp. I mean, and talk some actual football happening on the field. The Gamecocks are preparing for the season opener against Charlotte, North Carolina, which will take place in 23 days. I would imagine whether it's today, tomorrow, sometime very soon, whether it was yesterday, the pads are on, pads are popping, which means jobs are starting to be won. Let's first start, JC, with the big piece of news that came out, I believe it was two days ago. Luke Doty taking reps with wide receivers. What can you tell us about the latest with him? I, obviously, the you know the journey with Luke Doty has been somewhat similar to Carryon Joiner, a guy that switched positions and he's played receiver before. In 2021, he was QB one, backup quarterback last year. Now we hear rumors that you know he's running around with the receivers, but he's still QB two. And I think there's another level of or another layer of intrigue to this because. Lenora Sellers is on this roster, and a lot of people feel like he's the quarterback of the future. He's the guy. What can you tell us? Is it just something as simple as he was just running around and running some routes and just kind of goofing off, or is there, is there some real legs to the fact that he might be playing wide receiver this year? I'd, I'd give it some legs. Uh, I, you know, and, and this is the second staff. I mean, this is not. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, 2020, they didn't have any receivers. So I think everybody was kind of uh, hanging their hat on, on Luke Doty being, you know, maybe part of the rotation as a true freshman. Uh, and, and he's got some ability there. I mean, for sure. Um, I, I think it's, I think you always want to do right by your players uh, in terms of being honest with them about where they fit in, what could happen in the future, what could happen right now. Uh, and look, no mistake about it. Something you know, if Spencer Rattler happened to go down, probably at any point in the season, definitely the first month of the season, uh, will Lenore Sellers play? Yes. Who will be the first quarterback off the bench? Probably Doty. But you do look at the upside Sellers has, and you, and you look at how quickly he's adjusted, and you look at like where he's at. By the end of the year, is that going to be the same way? Is, is Doty still going to give you the best chance? Uh, if it's a long-term thing and you know, there's basically going to be a new starting quarterback for the rest of the year, does Doty give you the best chance to win your last or, – or, or would Sellers be that guy? I, I That's a hard question to answer. So what I think it is is it's, it's some insurance for Luke because he obviously wants to stay at South Carolina. He obviously wants to get on the field. You know, that could be a position he ends up thriving at. I mean, he's fast. He's quick. He's got good hands. He played – receiver younger. I don't know that it's his best position because I still think he's a good quarterback, uh, especially in certain systems. But, you know, if he wants to stay at South Carolina and you do have this incredible talent behind you, and then you do have Tanner Bailey too sitting there, you know, maybe you start looking around going, well, I still want to get on the field. What, what, what could I do to do that? 
maybe playing receivers that. So that's uh, – I know that wasn't the headline everybody wanted to see, Doty working at receiver, because uh, <laughs> it brings back some bad memories. But uh, I think with the way Carolina's receiver core is this year, they're – you know, if he plays, it's going to be because he's really good enough to get on the field and you know, beat some of these other guys out, not just because they have to play him there. Whereas in 2020 – it, it, they didn't. They had nobody but Shy Smith, basically. JC, let's stick with fall camp on the offensive side, and let me also preface by saying this, JC. Admittedly, I'm someone. I take most of what we hear out of fall camp with a grain of salt because, as you know, right now, like everybody's undefeated, everybody's good, everybody's. You know, it, it's kind of goes back to the Steve Spurrier thing when he joked and said, "You never heard a coach say this," and he's like, "You know, receivers are dropping balls. We got." grass stains on our jerseys because our defensive backs can't stay upright. Quarterbacks can't hit the bras out of a barn. Like, nobody's saying that right now, right? But from what you've heard on the offensive side of the football, anything stand out in regards to maybe Spencer Rattler? We've heard the offensive line is 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 maybe they're, they're nastier than years past. Of course, the Kevion Joyner at RB1, that whole factor. Nicholas Harbour is a true freshman getting adjusted. You know, we saw the video of Joshua Simon go up over Jalon Kilgore, make a fantastic catch. Has anything on the offensive side of the football stood out to this point? Again, they're getting the pads on, so jobs are really going to start to be won now. But have you heard anything interesting over the first couple of practices or so on the offensive side of this point? I think it's more on offense, Chris. I think it's, it's more that the, the carry on looks pretty natural at running back. Um, and – that's been something that's kind of been a work in a work in progress, but a quick work in progress. Um, you know, I, I was encouraged with what I heard about Mario Anderson Jr. the other day. My colleague Tony Morell on the Big Spur had a little something about him, and it backed up what I'd had heard. Well, I'd heard from a, a person I had a conversation with. Uh, Xavier Leggett continues to be a guy uh, that impresses, and, and they love the tight ends. Um, you know, I, I would say Elijah Caldwell. But, but, man, we've been hearing about Elijah Caldwell since the summer. It's probably not that I've heard his name. It's that I keep doing I keep hearing it over and over. Uh, and usually that's a good sign. When, it, when it's a situation like you hear this one guy did one, one good thing one time, and then you don't hear from him again, that's kind of a fluff. Oh, well, worth passing along, but it doesn't matter. Uh, the guys that you hear about constantly, uh, and Elijah's one of them, uh, are guys that end up being like J.C. Horn or Nick Ibenwore in the preseason. You know, they're they're the guys that are Brian Edwards when he was a freshman. They are definitely going to play and, and maybe start. Uh, I don't know if I'd say that about Caldwell just yet, but I do think he'll be in the rotation. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, man, that quite frankly doesn't surprise me given that he's from Northwestern and uh, really well coached in high school and, and good hands and all that. So, uh, basically, the offense has what the the line. Uh, you know, Vershawn Lee is a name that that I keep hearing, but he, I mean, he's going to be the center, but could play other spots. Uh, I think Sidney Fugar is a guy that's had a good summer, a transfer from Western Illinois. Uh, but it, it's just really going to be up to those veterans up front, though, Chris, playing the best ball that they've played since they've been at Carolina. And, and, and look, it hadn't always been good enough, but there's been times where it's been good. So they have to be consistent game to game. Uh, the meanness, toughness, yeah, look, I'm hearing that out of Chapel Hill right now. Oh, they're done being called soft up there. Yeah, we, we won't know that till the games. <laughs> but uh, practice, maybe they are being a little nastier. But uh, 
I, uh, I, I think, you know, I, I think we'll, we'll see that. They, they just need to play the best ball they can. And, and finally, to your point about tidbits out of practice, and I don't think I've stressed this enough well with um, my crowd on the big spur or not because we have a lot of practice tidbits. But what I'd say is this. Practice coverage essentially is to tell you and inform you who's going to be playing for the Gamecocks this year. In other words, who's going to be the first team right tackle? Who's going to play this? Who's in the two deep? Who can get in the mix? Who's to, When you say somebody's doing well at practice, that, that's kind of what you're getting at, th- theoretically. It's not like, hey, this guy's going to run for 300 yards against Georgia because that's impossible to tell. <laughs> I mean, that's a you – because know, you're not watching, you know, when you're us and you're, you're covering one team. You're not watching everybody else uh, on a daily basis. You, you kind of get intel here and there, but that's uh, that's it. So uh, whenever we say something good about somebody doing something in practice, at least from my standpoint, please know that that just means in the scope of them competing for a starting job at Carolina, not not that uh, – or, or, hey, maybe they look quicker or something like that. that. That's not a predictor of success once the season gets here. Now, JC, same thing on the flip side, defensively. Anything stand out? I mean, I, I've heard some good things about Pup Howard. Does not look like a true freshman. Uh, anything else that jumps out to you, really? I mean, I, I know the offense is the big question mark, and so that's what people are going to talk about more than anything. But uh, has anything stood out to you from what you've heard defensively? And again, before you put the pads on, especially for those guys, I don't know how much you can really learn. But uh, has anything jumped out at this point? Just the overall speed of the defense. I think people, uh, from what I've, I've been told, it, it's it's a faster defense, and that's to be expected, man. Because you know you got two pretty good safeties sitting back there that are just sophomores. They're still young players, but they're much more comfortable than they were, and you saw that as the season went on and on and on. Um, you know, you got two corners that that are new starters, but they're pretty good players that have played a lot of snaps, especially Marcellus Dial. Uh, you know, you got a guy like David Spalding in his third year, hopefully at the nickel, or, or Keenan Nelson, who came on at the end of last year. Uh, you know, you, you got Jordan Strong back. Uh, Taka Hemingway, Boogie Huntley, T.J. Sanders, all those guys have been around for a while. Uh, Jasus Jeer, I think, from Syracuse has, has a chance to be pretty good. You know, Tyreek Johnson is 127 years old, and uh, he, he may have his best season. Uh, or his only season of really producing as a Gamecock, uh, they think he could. He may have saved his best for last. I mean, that that's crazy. That kid was in Will Muschamp's first full recruiting class at South Carolina, or, or that man, not a kid anymore, right? <laughs> but uh, so 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 you know, I, I look at it and I'm like, well, uh, there's a chance they'll take a step up just because of the increased athleticism at linebacker. What I think will be a better coached, uh, more athletic, more uh, you know, disruptive defensive line on the interior uh, to the, the two safeties being a year older. I mean, uh, I think it could be. I mean, they got to get the, the – at some point, they got to stop the run better, right? Uh, and you said it. It's a big year for Clayton White in that regard. Um, you know, so, and they have to keep getting the turnovers. I mean, this system's designed to kind of get turnovers. And so, mm-hmm. if they can do those things, improve against the run uh, – you know, keep a turnovers, pressure the quarterback because they're going to need to do that. They'll have a pretty good year on defense. But I, the, the one thing I just keep hearing, though, out of fall campus, this is a faster group. This is a different type of group, you know, especially in the linebacker position. This is the story of the one. 
As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Finally, JC on fall camp. You know, Nicholas Harbor is a guy that name continues to come up over and over again about his transition from high school ball to SEC football, playing the wide receiver position full time. What can you tell us about? Uh, you know, some of the successes and maybe some of the challenges he's facing early on. Obviously, again, learning the nuances of the receiver position. What do you think it means for his early playing time and how soon we should expect to see him making an impact for the Gamecocks? Well, one of the reports said he, you know, he's having trouble getting off the line, but he kind of fixed that. Um, started using his strength a little more. So, um, he's 241 pounds, Chris. I mean, there shouldn't be very many DVs jamming him. Uh, and, and for what I've heard, he's a pretty fast learner. I mean, uh, we all know the speed, we all know the size, we all know he's going to be intriguing. I think the hands thing got way blown out of proportion because of maybe some, some ones at the Under Armour game that he should have had, uh, and he didn't get to him. Um, and I learned a lesson evaluating that way, uh, at the Under Armour game, Jameis Winston, when he was a senior, he couldn't hit the broad side of a barn during practice, right? Something like eight for 28 one day, just awful. Uh, and so Jerry Hamilton and I from 24-7 Sports, we, we decided there wasn't going to be a five-star quarterback that year, right? <laughs> and so we dropped him to like one spot outside of five-star. And Damian Craig, who was quarterback's coach at, at uh, Florida State at the time, texted me and was livid, livid about it, right? And uh, I was just like, oh, sorry, man, we did not. And, and I learned at that point, those practices are good to tell some things, but don't make any dramatic moves because that can come back to bite you, especially with a guy that like Jameis Winston, who was proven and all that good stuff. And uh, who probably should have been number one player in the country that year, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we have Miles Garrett. But uh, I learned my lesson there. Uh, Nick Harbour, when you watch him on film, it's clear that he's not like Featherstone from Necessary Roughness and Stone Hands. And, and you know, he doesn't fight the ball. He's just – is he a natural pass catcher? You know, like Shai Smith, for example, natural pass catcher. You know, that kind of – Juice Wells, natural pass catcher. Alshon, those guys. No, I wouldn't say he's naturally an elite pass catcher, but he doesn't – you know, there's plenty of guys with, with his level of hands that are in the NFL playing receiver. I mean, it's not it's not something to circle and be alarmed about. And, and even if he goes out and drops the first one, guys, which I know that's coming, he'll drop one and y'all come back, oh, your hands, blah, blah. No, just give him a little bit. Remember, Debo Samuel dropped a bunch of passes, and that one year everybody dropped them, and they're all in the NFL now. So – uh, that's, uh, that's it. And yeah, people used to ask me what position Harbor would play Chris. And I said, touchdown. <laughs> I just don't know who's going to catch him. If he, if he gets loose or gets behind a D I just, I mean, imagine trying to track that guy down. That's, that's going to be tough. JC of all the freshmen that you've heard about during fall camp to this point, who would you say against UNC is most primed to have a, have a kind of a breakout performance. Is there one guy you think that you're like, this dude is going to take the league by storm as soon as he hits the field. I'm going Pup Howard with that, uh, or Jalon Kilgore. And that's weird because 
you know, I, I do think Debo Williams will start, uh, and it'll either be Stone Blanton or Mo Caba against North Carolina. But I think Pup's going to play a lot, and you're going to you're going to hear from him, so to speak. And then with the two safeties coming back, you know, Peyton Williams is back back there too, and you can play Spalding back there too. It's kind of hard to say, ah, oh, well, this freshman safety is going to be good. I don't know if it'll be on special teams. I don't know if it'll be on defense. I, I just think you're going to hear from Jillian Kilmore right away. Um, so those two guys uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, offense, maybe Elijah Caldwell, maybe not. It's a pretty veteran group up there. Uh, I think you're more likely to hear from Big Tree Babalade or Marquis Anderson <laughs> early on than, than maybe some of the other guys. And it's not that they're not good. It's just Carolina's got players back. Uh, and, and that caveat, of course, uh, means that Rattler's still the starter and Lenora Sellers is not, you know, in their playing. So we'll see sort of what happens with all that. But uh, those would be my guys right now. J.C. Sherwood of the Big Spur of Inside the Gamecocks. They do a fantastic job. J.C., appreciate you guys having me on the airwaves this morning. Keep up the great work, by the way. Congratulations on the billboards that have taken Charlotte, North Carolina by storm. I got a text during the show, asked J.C. about the – the billboard. So congrats to you guys. And uh, that's awesome, man. It's incredible stuff. Spreading the awareness. I love it. Oh, yeah. Brand awareness, bud. Uh, you, you know that well, my friend. You know that well. Mm-hmm. So uh, we will. Uh, we certainly enjoy being on with you, man. And uh, it's almost here. So we'll talk soon. Yeah, man. We'll talk to you next week, JC. I appreciate you. See you, buddy. Yeah, man. Take care. happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com